No, of course. Like, you respect the cube the way one respects a Capri Sun pouch. If you don't respect a Capri Sun pouch, then you yourself get turned into some kind of hideous creature in a terrible commercial. Oh, right. I forgot about Remember? Yeah. You, you drink a Capri Sun. Right. And then if you blow it up... Didn't they used to turn into like stomp on it? You get you could turn into some like turn into like a Supreme Sun like silvery liquid monster. It wasn't a thing. No, that was like the '90s commercial. Yeah, the the silvery liquid monster, like yeah, the the magnesium silver surfer would just drink Capri Sun. It might be mercury. (laughs) Drink a Capri Sun. There's this man living inside the pouch. Watch out! Goodness. Anyway, we're going to talk about nothing about that. Um, stay tuned. We? Well, well, maybe. We could throw some Capri Suns in there. Stay tuned really right like after Capri this. Sun now. Yeah, let's go grab some. This is the student-led voice of Edinburgh University. Over the air and online all the time. 88.9 WFSE, Fighting Scots Radio. Supporters of WFSC include the Edinburgh Hotel Bar, serving a variety of lunch and dinner items every day from their location at 100 Meadville Street in downtown Edinburgh. Information is at 814-734-5103 or online at edinburghhotelbar.com. Did your studies keep you from watching the game last night? Or was the pull of Netflix just too strong and you forgot about the game? Are you out of town or a graduate of Edinburgh and want to keep up to date on all things Fighting Scots Athletics? Have no fear, the Morning After Sports Show has you covered. Right here on WFSE 88.9, every morning from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Tubby. And me, Drew. With special guests and interviews from the players and coaches that make Edinburgh sports so exciting. currently right now with your ears we are here may or may not have capri sun with us and we're ready that's for you to decide at the end of the episode we'll put up a poll we'll put up a straw poll did we have capri sun was there capri sun this whole time (laughs) it's good to know um britain how was your weekend did you experience anything new uh, I know you were very busy. You're, very, you're a, a very, very, very busy very gentleman. Busy weekend, um, which I guess I'll go into, I suppose. You suppose? I suppose. Um, I watched the first episode of Daredevil. Yes, which, which we'll talk about into. later. Yeah. Um, I got to the point in Dark Souls 2 where I can either finish the game by beating Nishandra or go do all the DLC stuff. Right. Um, I have been to each of the DLC lands, and they're all equally terrible. Yeah, and I hate every single one of them. DLC, DLC Landia, like the level I am in the game. Yeah, which is very, very over leveled for those who are wondering. Yes, like I shouldn't. Britain really... doesn't destroy his enemies; he eradicates uh, no, them from existence. Exactly, that's the goal. Um, 
But no, every single DLC area in Dark Souls 2 is just an obsessive, like, excessive, excessive amount of enemies at every single corner. Every single counter, like, you can't just fight one thing. It's always, like, seven. Mm -hmm. And they're all really fast. They're all the same enemy type, just kind of different skins. Right. And they, in each area, there's, like, a poison one, there's an ice one, and then there's, like, a, a soot one. Yes. The Sootman. Sootland. And, and, <laughs> we are the Sootmans. <laughs> and the and new race. they're all just really fast and jump at you from really far away. And it's terrible. And it's Dark a miserable Souls 3, experience. Rise of the Sootmans. <laughs> oh my gosh. Dark Souls 3 looks really good, though. Yes. It like, is. It that's why work. I've been going back to Dark Souls 2. Because you want to um, get back. Because it was the only one I never finished. Yeah. And right. Dark Souls 3, from, from I watched the Vati Vidya um, series of the first few hours um and it, it looks really really good it's basically you know it's it's replacing a lot of dark souls things with mm -hmm. improvements that were made in bloodborne right um same with the map design is going back to the kind of uh traditional i guess sense of mm -hmm. map design that um miyazaki used in demon souls dark souls and right. bloodborne um so i'm looking forward to it a lot like a lot a lot I just right. I really want to get through Dark Souls 2 in time for it to come out, mm -hmm. which is rapidly approaching. It's coming. And I just I think don't it's have not, like but it's right the now. time to do yeah. it. Because on commit. Sunday, mm -hmm. for those who don't know, um, me and a few other members of the Spectator and Campus Media at Edinburgh launched our new web series called Live from Studio B, where we're going to be having um, live performances and interviews from local musicians. And it's really cool. It's just, it's a whole lot of work. And, um, oh, yeah. A whole lot of work in addition to this and everything else I do. So, um, Britain's a busy man. Yeah, that's for sure. And, um, I, I do hope that I, I will be able to squeeze in some time to get more episodes of Daredevil and oh, the rest yeah. of Dark Souls in. Yeah. Um, Probably this weekend. Yeah, what's if, up with all these responsibilities? Week. We need the important things. I know. I'm like sorry. Like Daredevil and Dark Souls. I'm sorry. I'm oh, letting geez. you down. No, you're not letting me down. <laughs> the universe is letting us down. Right. How, <laughs> how was your specific weekend? Um, weekend? I did get three. Oh, oh, and I talked about Pittsburgh already, right? Yeah. Okay, never yeah, mind. Yeah, Go yeah. ahead. We talked about Pittsburgh. Um, I watched three episodes of Daredevil, so wow, I won't. look at you. I won't spoil anything. But it's like you got all the time in the world. I, yeah, I'm just willy nilly <laughs> with my time. Um, and then I, I played some, but not much, of Twilight Princess HD, some more. I've gotten the second f fused shadow wow. piece. So take that, Gorons. I beat your minds. Wow, good good for you. Now we're friends again. We're all friends again. I like that dungeon a lot. That one's good. It's well designed. It's. All all around, it just looks really. It may it looks like it makes sense. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it. Some dungeons, it's like okay, why does where where is this? Like why does this thing the Shadow exist? Temple and Ocarina of Time? Yeah, like like wh what? Wh where does this exist in why, space and where time? Where is this ship? But this like it's very, and that's why I really like Twilight Princess too. Is everything's very practical. It yeah. feels like okay, this was a mine that just got taken over, or. You, you know, the even Sky Temple's the Sky really Temple is cool. really great. You know, everything looks like it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, especially, I really like the boss designs. Mm -hmm. um, There's some cool ones. Yeah, I forgot. I completely forgot about the boss in the Goron Mines until, like, I saw it when I saw it. I recognized it, but I was right. like, "Oh yeah, forgot." It's like this shadow fire bear. Yeah, and it's awesome. Mm -hmm. 
Um, anyway, so that was that. That was all I had. Oh. Also, I will say this, and I mentioned this to you earlier, but it, it's weird for me because I only had the Wii U version. Not the Wii U. The Wii, uh, the Wii version of right. Twilight Princess. So, so to me, the, everything's flipped. Right. Because... And I'll find myself several times like, oh yeah, like Lake Hiley is this way, and then, and then I'll head the, that way, and I'm like, oh, opposite direction. No, this is not where I wanted to go. Yeah. What is happening? Yeah, and so, I had I had mentioned that I think when we talked about yeah. it the other day. Yeah, so it's kind of been unique to watch it flipped. Right. But nice. anywho, um, excellent. Yeah, you wanna you wanna just get right into games then? Yeah. yeah. Sure. Just, oh, good. Do you want me to start this? No, or I'll do, you... do it. I <laughs> You're would, ready. I would love to. I knew you'd be super excited. The honor about this to one. read the story. Yeah. Sega Sammy will release Sonic Boom Fire and Ice for Nintendo 3DS on September 27th. The company announced today. The news came out of a 25th anniversary panel dedicated to the Hedgehog that was held during this year's South by Southwest gaming event and live-streamed on Twitch. Originally set for a fall 2015 launch, Sega delayed the game in 2016 last fall for quality assurance reasons, I'm sure. <laughs> quality. It did not specify a new release window at that time. Um, so, so let's let's go into this then, I guess. Uh, let's, t- let's dive as I've uh, head first, as I've said before, uh, not a huge fan of Sonic. The, I definitely do like their older games for sure, but modern Sonic games have just been perfect. The uh, best games ever made. Uh, Some of my favorites. No, I still have a Sonic the Hedgehog T-shirt. Yeah. Two of them. Yeah, like I loved Sonic the Hedgehog when I was growing up. And yeah, I, I mean the classic Sonic games are super fun yeah. and they're great and they're everything. And that even I'd want. even Adventure, I yeah liked. yeah, and I liked um, Adventure Battle too on the GameCube. Yes, yes, that's, I did like that. That's one. a good game. That one, that one was awesome. And it has the Chow Garden. It did have the Chow Garden, yep. which was awesome. Um, and you could make like a little evil one or a little angel one. It Sonic was great. Boom wasn't that good, but it existed. Not Sonic Boom, Sonic T- Heroes. Sonic Heroes. Yeah, it was. I would put that, like, I wouldn't say it's a great game, but I'd put that on the fringe okay. of, like, the last quote-unquote good one. Mm, that's, well, you got Heroes. No, no, I would say the last good one, honestly, was more recent than that. Colors was really good. I never played Colors. So no, that, maybe, was, that was a solid game. I um, think maybe Sonic Heroes is when I started losing faith in Sonic. Yeah, that well, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, but... Um, yeah, Colors I heard was good. Colors, like, um, I, it's amazing that that, one's, that that runs on the Wii. Right. Like, not gonna lie. Like, that game, there's, it's not perfect by any, like, stretch of the imagination, mm-hmm. but it's, it's probably the best one in a while. Right. Um, right. Generations, I guess, is okay. It's not mm-hmm. great either. And that's the problem with a lot of newer ones, is, like, they're not great, but there are parts of them that are good. Right. And then... Right. They just aren't solid games throughout. And then Sonic Boom... On the Wii U, mm. was just a heaping pile of garbage. Yes, it was. And then that's putting it lightly. Apparently, the 3DS version was better. That's why they're sticking with that for Sonic Boom, Fire and Ice. Right. Um, which makes sense. That that right. makes a lot of sense. I mean, maybe uh, and you know, with the title, there might be some sponsorship from like KY or something involved there as well. <laughs> Sorry, I had to go there. So I somebody was. How does? That one, 1% of our viewership was thinking that, and I had to say it for them. So shout out to you, the weird ones listening. I was. That's not even weird. That's just Sonic and Boom Fire, Sonic and Boom. 
Sonic and Boom. Sonic and Boom, Fire Sonic, and Ice. Sonic and Sonic and Boom, Fire Ice. Like, <laughs> Fire and Ice is just a terrible, terrible subtitle. Oh, it is. Like, it, it, first of all, it doesn't reveal anything about the game. Besides there might be a fire level. There might be fire and there might be ice. ice. It it immediately recalls the 1983 animated classic Fire and Ice. And Dragons, Fire and Ice, the Kinects series. Oh, yeah. That was a thing. Yeah, there were like movies and like a TV series. And they sold them everywhere. And I had so many of them because they were really cool. They were? I don't think it was Kinects. I think it's Mega Bloks. Might have been Mega Bloks. I think it was Mega Bloks, yeah. But... Anyway. Come on, Sega. So, yeah, Sega, please. Dude, okay. Sega, bring back Vanquish. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I could Yeah, I could, I could get behind that. So please do that. And if you're going to make a Sonic game, take some time on it. Please. Put some thought into well, it. Well, they, they clearly are because they delayed it into 2016. So <laughs> they did. They know what they're doing. They did, but they kept. They did keep with Sonic Boom. This all being said, no, Sonic's it's... current head of PR that runs the Twitter is, like, impeccable. Like, it's so, like, self-referential and jokes at, at itself a lot and how, like, Sonic isn't that great. And they, like, mention yeah. it. Yeah. And, like, it's it's really surreal, frankly. To look mm-hmm. at, um, like, a Twitter page being run that way through an official channel. Right. But, yeah, there's that. That's true. Sonic and Boom, Fire and Ice, giving more reasons for there to be hedgehog, furries, and fan characters. That's what we need. Um, you know what else we need, Britain? apparently? Star Wars Battlefront DLC, the Outer Rim DLC. Does that <laughs> include inflation fetishes, too? <laughs> I mean, it might if you got a thing for solists and there's there, like, Rodan. For real though, there's so much overlap. Have you yeah. ever like? There's so much Sonic inflation art. Oh yeah, no, like, for sure. Like, I feel like Sonic was almost made for like, <laughs> for like that reason. For Sonic like, was made for inflation. Yeah, and you know, like deviant art. But um, <laughs> anyway, Star Wars Battlefront: The Outer Rim DLC is getting a spectator mode for people who want to just, like, watch but not play, I guess. Um, That felt like a necessary thing to add. So they added that, which is going to be free to all players with the title update tomorrow. Um, But the bigger news here is um, tomorrow, actually, is when the Outer Rim will launch. Originally, they thought it was going to be April 5th, but apparently, according to an official video, um, the update will be tomorrow, the 22nd. So I don't know if that's specifically... PlayStation first. I don't know if it's one of those where the DLC comes first to right. PlayStation or if it's everywhere tomorrow, but um, one way or the other, there you go. If you feel the need to play as Greedo, Nine Nub, there you go. It's coming out. Or just play spectator mode and just watch other people play. Which might be kind of cool, actually, when you think of the large-scale battles they have in that. Maybe. It might, like, I wouldn't do it often at all. But, like, I'd probably look at it once just to see, especially on, like, Hoth. I mean, like, unless the one amount of, like, chaos that's going on at once. Like, I know Hearthstone does it sometimes, where the challenges are, like, spectate two successful matches right. on, by your friends. Like, I guess they could work that into their challenge. Yeah, they do have their the daily fun. challenges, yeah. so I don't know. So there's that. So uh, that's a kind of a opposite of what we've been talking about a lot of something coming sooner than expected. <laughs> Yeah, that never happens. <laughs> Not really anymore. Literally never happens. Yes. According to Sony, according to Kotaku, everyone's favorite news sharing site. It's a thing. Sony is working on a PlayStation 4.5, 
or PlayStation four and a half or PlayStation four five IV IV point five if right. you're Kingdom Hearts. A more powerful version of the PlayStation Four that will be able to play games at four K resolution and probably have better processing power. I'd assume, and I'd assume more they have space. a lot of yeah. yeah. So that's interesting. Um I I mean PlayStation does that a lot. Um, right. At yeah. least with the PlayStation Two, there's a slim version. Right. With I mean, the typically, PlayStation Three, there's a slim version. Typically, in console generations, there's multiple versions. Right. Right. You know, I mean, you will have the different updates. So this isn't uncommon at all. Um, I just I I hope it's called PlayStation Four Point Five. Oh uh, yeah, I'm hoping they keep it that. No, <laughs> they don't. Like, they don't call it completely. like PlayStation. Crisp or something. <laughs> no, uh, it'll be like PlayStation Four Slim or PlayStation Four Dragon Soul. Some Latin word, right? Probably. Um, Death Lord. PlayStation but, Four Death Lord. Yeah. Available now at your local clinic. I buy it. <laughs> they haven't said the price on it either. Probably um, five hundred dollars. Yeah, it'll probably be probably at least close to around yeah. their original. Most likely, it'll their probably, original launch at yeah, least. Yeah. Well, it launched at 300 didn't it? Yeah, somewhere around there. So it might be probably because it's come down the price of the PS4 a little, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So it'll probably be. I'd assume around the original launch price. Yeah, what was it when it launched? I feel like it was. I know it was, it was around 300. Yeah, I think because because um, Xbox, Xbox was 400. Yeah, yeah. Then it was 300. And that was a big thing. Yeah. Also, apparently, a big thing and PlayStation related, but you could play it on Steam as well, um, or whatever thing you buy it for on your PC. Um, Firewatch, that game that we played and we have a whole playthrough of on our YouTube channel that you should watch when this podcast is done if you've got, like, three hours to kill. It's, like, six hours long, dude. Our videos are six? That's six hours? Yeah. I thought our play... Really? Oh, it was. Yeah, it was long. They're, like, each three hours. That's right. Almost. Wait. No. They're shorter than that. It was, like, five, I think. I think it was, like, five. Regardless, um, Firewatch is a game... And we did a playthrough of it. We did. And it was super fun. I thought I really enjoyed it. Um, it was, yeah. I enjoyed it. It was all right. So. Um, so that is on our YouTube channel still, but I'm not just plugging the YouTube channel right here. Um, no, we got to save that for the all... end when people expect their advertisement. That's true. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, Firewatch sold a half million copies in its first month, and that's... which doesn't sound too impressive for, you know, like blockbuster games. But remember, this is an indie game. Yeah. Um, independently developed and all that kind of stuff. So that's actually pretty huge. Yeah, no, that's, for that's an indie a game. lot of revenue too. Um, yeah. And and a lot of publicity. Is that just the first month more people will find out about it and probably buy it? And right. that gives Campo Santo, the development team, a lot of um, time to maybe focus on a new project if they yeah, haven't already. Yeah, that'd be cool. Oh. I would like to see something like Firewatch again, mm-hmm. but maybe more expanded. Um mm-hmm. I would like to see the choices make more of a difference, yeah. I guess. Um, that's probably my only critique of that game. That was, other that than was that, a really gorgeous game. Yeah, other than that, like, it was beautiful. It yeah. was... I got, you know, I got involved the in the story. Really I really liked it. Yeah, it like, was, there, were, there were parts that, that maybe could have been written oh, yeah. paced better, yeah, for I sure. think. But overall, it was a good experience. I don't regret playing, playing it at all. No, me either. So hopefully that means we'll see more good things yeah. from the studio in the future. In an interview, mm-hmm. Deep Silver CEO Clemens Kunadritis—I'll give you that—said yep. the company is looking forward 
to E3 with a big announcement. So probably saying true five. Yeah. So if you guys don't know, Deep Silver is the studio behind the Saints Row franchise. Well, it's Deep Silver well. Volition now, right? Right. I think yeah, so. Too. It could also be Red Faction. Right. It could be Red Faction. Um, there's another popular one they do that I forget about. But anyway, um, probably most likely it'll be Saints Row Five. Uh, I'm not excited about that. Saints Row Armageddon. Saints Row. Why? <laughs> it, it's going to be a pun. Yeah, it'll be, be completely it'll ridiculous be and not have a plot that makes sense or matters. And you'll be able to wear, like, I don't know, like big head costumes and have your skin color be, like, silver. And you'll be able to fly in hover crafts. Yeah. Their games get absolutely ridiculous. Because <laughs> that's the problem. It's the first... Saints Row? Was that's, a, that's a mildly serious game. It was actually, yeah, it was mildly serious, I'd say. But it actually was, you know, it had the more of a feel of like Grand Theft Auto, obviously, right. in the gang type situation. So it's a little different um, in some games. But it, it was okay. I wouldn't say it was a great game, but it was okay. And then from there, they just jumped off Saints the Saints Row 2 had a really good soundtrack. Yeah. Like, and then 3 was where it was like, what? Yeah. And then four is like what? Yeah. And then got out of hell is like what? Yeah, let's I forgot that that was a thing. And then Sunset Overdrive is like, hi. And we're like, no. Yeah. So anyway, um I guess that's another thing to look forward to at E three. I mean if you're like. if you're a yeah, fan I mean, of the, the games that that's Deep exciting. makes, yeah. I just uh Saints Row isn't my type of game. It's not mine either. Um but. I, honestly, I'm not even a huge fan of Grand Theft Auto. I never have been. Right. I, I, I like San Andreas. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked Vice City. Mm-hmm. But, oh, Vice City's a great one. But I, I, I don't enjoy playing them very much. Right. Like, I, I... It's something that I feel like you'd... I'd have fun, like, if I go over to my friend's house and they have it, that I'd just, like, goof around for a little bit, and then I will be done. Like, I feel like I don't need to, like, own it. Right. I mean, with Saints Row, like, my brother has owned the past few ones. And right. I'm, like, like I make a I character, think... and then immediately I'm just, like, tired of it. Because right. I don't care about the story because it doesn't take itself seriously. Not right. that every story needs to do that. Mm. But it's just, like, there's no reason to do anything other than use cheats and mess around. Right. Right. It's, yeah. You're talking about Saints Row? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's definitely very much a sandbox game. Right. Because that's the thing is, I mean, when you look at it, um, Grand Theft Auto is pretty much the same. Obviously, it was first. But um, it at least tries to take itself seriously with the story and, you know, all the stuff. You know, you don't have – I mean, for sure you have all the mods and all the crazy stuff, which I think is probably maybe potentially the best way to play is (laughs) on – PC to just once you're done with the story, if you actually if you play it specifically for the story, then you just have all the goofiness. Right. But you can kind of control the goofiness instead of built-in goofiness. Yeah. 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 That's the difference, I guess. Yeah. So anyway, um, Halo Five Guardians. Oh. That game that people play. That came I out. I guess. That yeah, that's been out a while. Uh kind of sad i didn't feel much of a need to buy that game and i love halo yeah like um, no I, I feel the same way like it's not like i have an xbox one that i would buy it 
for right. anyway. I've... Yeah. But like no one's been talking about it either. Right. From from like the channels that I tune to and my friends, like no one no one's right. like, Oh, Halo Five's a good game or, or I'm looking forward to yeah, this it, next update. It's really it's weird. Kind of there. Something that's usually a blockbuster yeah. game, it just kinda of like came out and people just forgot about it. Um there's a ton of advertising leading up to it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Halo Five's Guardians, if you're still playing uh, their newest multiplayer is Warzone Firefight, and as the name suggests, you could guess the mode is a combination of Warzone from Halo 5, which is where you're fighting other teens while also fighting enemies, and there's like specific like mission combat type stuff, um, and Firefight from previous um, Halo games. I believe it started in ODST, they had yeah. Firefight, which is where you had the waves that of enemies. That incredibly chaotic and not oh, very yeah. fun. Yeah, it's... Um, in it, there will be teams of eight human players who will work cooperatively against enemy AI in over five rounds of increasingly difficult objectives. That just that sounds infuriating. It was stated on the website I found this information from that it's the most like the most. I'm trying to think of how they ordered it. It was like the most characters or things on a enemies on a screen at once in like Halo history. That makes sense, but that's not good. Yeah, that's... That sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be crazy, I guess. Um, they didn't say when that's supposed to come out, but um, I'm assuming soon, because usually they just kind of do them almost, almost on a weekly basis. Not weekly, but they'll just add new multiplayer types right. every once in a while at random. So it's not like a, not a download. It just will be there on an update, I guess. So, yeah. And what's arguably the most important news of this, yeah. the past week. And um, footage has emerged off screen of what looks like a South by Southwest presentation by Niantic CEO John Hank. He, Hanky. <laughs> featuring the <laughs> first gameplay scene of this ga- company's upcoming AR smartphone game, Pokemon Go. Everybody love Pokemon Go. Um, it showed off some of, I guess, the in-progress menus. Right. And what it looks like. The system. The gameplay will be like. Um, it has the, the music, has remixes of the music. Mm-hmm. Um, the Pokeball thing. The, the capturing is based on how well you throw the Pokeball. Which is um, which is neat. Um, yeah. I didn't really catch in the video. It's very brief, too, and you don't really see anybody talking in it. It's just more of the screen. So there is there have been concerns that the footage might not be legitimate, but it looks very. If it's a fake, it was very well done. Yeah, I, um, I'd be very surprised. That always bothers me, specifically with Pokemon, because whenever a new thing is announced, mm. within like seconds there are mock-ups of quote unquote leaks from right. Korokoro magazine, right. and they're very rarely actual, actually true. Right. And it's always Pokemon, like people's fake Pokemon designs. And like as time has gone by, it's become much easier to do that. But still, it's like so mm. much effort into doing that. Like why not Why not do anything else right. with your life? Well, and the thing that I found interesting too is as, as you said, the catching of Pokemon was very – Dependent on how you threw the ball. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure fighting is going to be. A oh thing yeah, too, I mean, but I'm they just, didn't show off any combat. Right. This looks like he just found. It was an Ivysaur in the video. Um, so it looks like this is just in the scenario if you were walking in your park at home and it's like, oh, there's an Ivysaur here. Um, this is what it would be. You yeah. know, let's say you haven't caught Pokemon yet. 
this is how you would catch your first Pokemon. We I throw guess. a Master Ball at it. Yeah, in the video, which Britain, we, the guy, I mean, he's the developer of the game, so I'm sure he just has a way to give himself unlimited Master Balls. But I was like, would you waste a Master Ball on an Ivysaur? <laughs> no. Especially since they did say there are going to be legendaries and stuff like that. No, I would love to waste a Master Ball that I'm sure will be like $10. Oh, I'm sure they're expensive. I'm yeah. sure they're really expensive. Um, anyway, so that's interesting that, you know, even a regular Pokeball, like let's say something that's usually typically easy to catch, like a Pidgey or something like that, yeah, might be hard to catch based on how this throw system works. And then the level of the balls, I think it may, gives you more leeway on if you have a crappy throw and then you throw a Master Ball, it doesn't matter. You, right. you catch it. You know, well, so. That's how it works. Yeah. In game as well, like in the regular games too. Right, right. That's true. But you know, you always have perfect throws, I guess. In mm, you can have critical game. throws in X and Y and Mega Ruby. Oh, that's, that's right. Yeah. Those are cool. But anyway, it looks interesting. Um hope I, I it looked very real to me, but I guess we'll keep that in a, as a potential not real thing. Potential not real thing. Yeah. Yeah. Solid solid word used here today. Ladies right. and gentlemen. Well, that's games. So we going to be back with movies. Well, mate, and our Capri Suns. Ah, uh, technology. You can stream our station 24 hours a day from edinburghnow.com. Just look for the logo that looks a lot like 88.9 WFSE. Hi, everyone. This is Patrick Dewey. Join me for the best in rock music as well as a cornucopia of information about rock, including the latest happenings, trivia, and inspiring quotes from your favorite artist. Fridays from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. You can tune in on the dial Fighting Scots Radio 88.9 WFSE or online at edinburghnow.com. WFSC is sponsored in part by Bonnell's Auto Sales, offering pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs from locations in Erie and Fairview. Information is available on the web at bonnellsauto.com. Well, you remember me. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for the... I'm, I'm glad you did that. I don't know why that just <laughs> appeared in my head. Like right. it, it just literally appeared, and I'm like, please don't do that. I, I had to sing it to get out of my head. Um. Anyway, so movies. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how to respond to that. But just, it's just Elijah Wood. Yeah. By some pinball machines. Okay. Lord of uh, the Rings pinball. Machines. Oh, there you go. That's even better. That makes some more sense. So, movies, um, in case you guys don't know, Batman v Superman's coming out this week. Oh, wow, that's Friday. It's half the reason why one of your Snapchat filters have just been, like, terrible Batman v Superman filters. It hasn't been good. Like, it doesn't even, it, it, um, it's, it's, it's agitating. It is agitating. But anyway, um, that's coming out this week. Um, Brent and I probably will see it, probably not 
well, we could maybe talk about it next week. I don't imagine we'll be able to talk about it on Friday. I don't plan on going at midnight on Thursday. I don't. I don't plan on going at midnight on Thursday or going at any time on Friday and then coming back. Right. To discuss yeah. it. No. 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 Like. No. Like if you know us, I'm sure you'll hear us talk about it or see us post about it on like social media or something. Right. But anyway. Um, that's coming out this week, but a little bit of interesting news. Um, the Joker, which is unfortunately would have been Jared Leto's Joker. Mm. Uh, let's not get into that again, but you, you guys know our opinion. You brought it up. And, uh, the Riddler were almost in Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Um, Lero of, Leto, of course, would be the Joker. And there was no word on who the Riddler would have been. And they probably didn't even cast him. This must have been early no. planning. Um, and a quote from, um... Zack Snyder, I believe, uh, yeah, said, quote, The Joker and Riddler both came close to being in this movie, said Snyder during an interview with Collider. Um, we talked about the possibility of putting them in. Screenwriter Chris Terrio and I talked about it a lot and felt that their myth- mythological presence is felt in the movie, and that's cool, but I didn't want to get my eye too far off the ball because I needed to spend the time, frankly, with Batman and Superman to understand the conflict and probably everything else that's jam-packed into that movie. Like, let's just stop for a moment and realize that (laughs) the Flash is also in there and Aquaman and Cyborg and Wonder Woman, obviously. You've seen more of her. Um, Setting up a Justice League movie, like, the whole thing, unless it's going to be, like, three hours, which I don't think it is, Sounds like a rushed mess. <laughs> I mean, the um. So the fact that they were trying to do Joker and Riddler in there as well is just crazy. Like, yeah, I don't think that would have worked very well at all, to say the least. Like, I can understand um, a cameo because you do kind of have the shout out to the Joker with the Robin tribute statue type thing in the back cave. I think. Yeah. I guess or wherever it is. Um. Anyway. I'm but, assuming that's the back cave. Yeah. So, there's that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're right. During an inter... Well, actually, I do have one more thing on that. Um, The Riddler would be... I would be interested in seeing, though, because we haven't seen the Riddler in a movie since the 96 one with Jim Carrey, and I do not like his performance in that movie because if you know the Riddler, you know he's not... Really, a psychopath. He just needs to be no. like proven right. He just really wants to be right. Yeah, he needs to be highly, highly, highly intelligent. And Jim Carrey just made it kind of goofy. So sorry, Jim Carrey. But <laughs> um, I would like to see a more serious take on the Riddler in a movie. I think he could actually be really interesting. Maybe not as the main villain. No, but I don't. I f- I feel like he might not be strong enough. To hold it on his own, to but hold it on his own, yeah. But if you did do something of like, oh, he was in, he's in cahoots with the Joker, oh, or he's something. in cahoots, cahoots, <laughs> or <laughs> the Penguin, or something. like maybe somebody else that couldn't hold a movie entirely on their own too, and right? Just the duo is what makes it more intimidating, I guess. I don't know, but anyway. Anyway, right. Um, during an interview with Australia's Channel 9 via Telegraph, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Arnold himself, was asked about a sixth Terminator film. In response, he simply said, I'm looking forward to it, absolutely. 
I was going to try a terrible, terrible, terrible yeah, Arnold, Arnold impersonation. impersonation. That's why there was a hesitation there. Um, but you decided there are children out there. Yeah, children. Um, so you have, in, in parentheticals here, should it happen, though, I take it you didn't like Genesis? Um, <laughs> I, I have not seen Genesis, but I've heard poor things. I've heard it's amazingly bad. Maybe not amazingly bad, um, but just the plot is just so crazy. Yeah, that's that's not incorrect to try and say that. But, <laughs> um, but it's, also, it's like it is a mess. It it really is. Like right. from start to finish, that it's a mess. But it's a fun mess. A fun mess. Like so, do you want another fun mess? I guess no, is the question. No, no. Like the way it ends, it it ends almost perfectly. I would say. Um, mm-hmm. like setting up this new kind of timeline in which everything's okay, more or less. Right. Like and I, Skynet's I think it's okay. Apple store. Yeah, Skynet it was an Apple store. Right. Um, Skynet will be back, obviously, because that's you need it to have any kind of villain in Terminator because they're not going to make a new one. Right. Frankly, I'm sure. Yeah. They won't do that. This um, time it's aliens. But no, there was just there was a lot of weird stuff with Genesis, like. Sarah Connor looked like she was five, and it was kind of awkward that she was getting with Kyle, who was very clearly, like, adult male. Right. And, um, like, Arnold was fine. The fact that there was a human embodiment of Skynet was weird. Mm. There's just a lot of it that's just weird and doesn't make any sense, and it, like, retells the story of basically one and two with parts of three thrown in. As if it's like a new timeline. Right. And that's like the whole goal of the movie. But I don't know. It's not great. And a sequel probably wouldn't be much better. Right. But Terminator is a franchise that's that much like Friday the 13th and Halloween. Shouldn't be taken too seriously. No. Right. And I think it will always kind of exist. Right. So, I mean, I'm, I, I don't know if I would see another one. Probably, but at you some think point. it's 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 fine, doable. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. Yeah, like, it's, I don't I don't mind. It's very similar to the kind of feel of the Predator movie that they're doing. Yeah. Is that I, I need more information to come out? Yeah, me too. That, I mean, only have the image, but like I you feel like I'll coming. see that movie even though knowing it's not going to be a good movie. Right. It's just fun. It's a fun movie that's not going to be great. You know what's not going to be good and probably won't be much fun? What? Batman v Superman. Yeah, no, <laughs> exactly. Um, and next week at this time, we'll be talking about our experience. Um, yeah. On another side of things, um, during his spotlight panel at Silicon Valley Comic Con via comicbook.com. Well, thanks, comicbook.com. Thank you, comicbook.com. Ten points. Um, Jeremy Renner, who is Hawkeye, was he at... He is? Yes. He was yes. also the guy that wasn't Jason Bourne in that one Bourne <laughs> identity movie, or Bourne whatever it was. There's a new one. Yeah, and it's back to Matt Damon. It's... <sighs> which is just confusing, I think. So dumb. Um, anyway, um, he was asked if he would be up for starring in a Hawkeye miniseries on Netflix, and Renner sounded pretty enthusiastic about it, which right. obviously doesn't mean that that's a confirmed... But he said, quote, 
I think that's actually a really great model, said Renner. If there's ever a way to explore the character, maybe it's in that world, which I'm assuming I guess he means in like the smaller scale world I of guess. the Netflix. And I'd be, um, I would be okay with that, I think. Yeah. He said, these things are not really in my control, but I'd be open to it. I've really enjoyed getting to explore the character more recently. The Netflix model is where all the character drama goes to now. You're... You're doing a superhero movie or a Netflix or HBO kind of model, so I'd be open to it. Not up to me, though. So I guess if Netflix would decide on that, Jeremy Renner's on board, which is cool. Um, I don't know. What are your – your, I like Hawkeye, and I think they're right. Like if you're – a solo Hawkeye movie wouldn't make sense. Right. I mean, Well, it could. I mean – Well, you could, and there was talk of the Black Widow Hawkeye movie – as right. a rumored thing a long time ago. I mean, ago, that would be okay, be but I don't know. Like, if if it's, like, an adaptation of the recent Hawkeye um, series mm-hmm. from Marvel, the, the all-new, all-different. Not No, not all-new, all-different. Like, before that, but not really. The one, like, that has a really good typeface and purple. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's Matt Fraction, I think, is writing it. Um, that's, from what I heard, really good. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I have, like, the first issue of it, and it, it was good. But um, I don't know. Like, Hawkeye in The Avengers isn't a super interesting character. No. I did—I mean, obviously, I liked him more in Avengers 2, which is kind of funny because I liked Avengers 2 a lot less than Avengers 1. Okay. Um, But at the same time, he it's— I think when you have all the other bigger players involved, it's hard to focus on the guy that shoots arrows. Yeah. But I like the character. I think Jeremy Renner does a good job with it. Yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, I personally want to see the goofy pink outfit. I don't think that'll ever happen, but outfit. that's what I want. Um, and there you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's ultimately, at the end of the day, it's better than the dumb green outfit that Green Arrow has. Yeah, you mean the green leather hoodie? No. Oh, you're talking about like, like green, traditional like green traditional arrow? Green oh, I thought you were talking about arrow. <laughs> no, that's pretty not great either, yeah. but it's okay. Yeah, the literally Robin Hood outfit. The literal Robin Hood outfit, yeah. Green Arrow rocks. Um, Basically. Yeah, if you can, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so um, that's a potential. Maybe. Like, I wouldn't, if they were like, oh, Hawkeye series on Netflix, I'd probably watch it. I don't know if it'd be as solid as yeah. some of the stuff we're about to talk about. But I mean, I don't know. I, I Obviously, I would watch it. I, want, too, I would but... want them to take it in more of the darker, gritty angles that Net, the Netflix Marvel series well, have I, been doing. I would just want it to just focus on him more than anything else, because I feel like he... And Black Widow, to some extent, had, like, the least amount of characterization. In right. Yeah, no, I would want a lot more of his background, a lot more of – I'd like to go more in-depth yeah. with that. Because um, you know with him being, in a, you know, involved with S.H.I.E.L.D. and all this kind of stuff, he's probably seen some serious stuff. Like, does he have his dog in this universe? That's a good question. Do we know? That you could at least reference the dog. Yeah. And then in, like, one episode and people would be like, yay. Yeah. Vindication. Um, yeah. But, yeah. I would. Uh, uh, uh. No, eh. I would watch it. I, I think it would be about like how I felt about Jessica Jones. That yeah. it was like good, but I probably wouldn't be raving about it like Daredevil, no. which we're about to do. Yeah. I think <laughs> maybe. 
Potentially. Let's find out when we go on the TV. Oh, hey, we're in TV. Oh, look, TV. So Daredevil Season 2 started on Friday, which I wasn't aware of until Friday. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> I watched the first episode, as I said in our introduction. Mm-hmm. Logan has watched slightly more than one episode. I, I was assuming that Britain somehow got to more than me, and so I did specifically <laughs> I did specifically no. in the docket put, I'm three episodes in, so don't ruin anything for me. Yeah, you definitely have to worry about that. Right. Uh, um, I will not ruin anything for you. Great. Though. Um, uh, so in episode one, mm. um, you're reintroduced to Matt and Foggy and Karen? Karen? Yeah, I think it's Karen. <laughs> I always forget her name. It's like Matt, Foggy, and girl, but I think I, it's Karen. I think Karen. it's Karen. I'm pretty sure it's Karen. Um, and you fight Punisher. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, okay. makes his, he makes his first appearance um, by killing a bunch of people in the Irish mob. Which was really... That was a really good introduction. In, to yeah, it was. And it... I had no clue where they were going with that scene mm-hmm. because I was like, oh, are they implying that, you know, the Irish mob is going to kind of take the place of, like, the Russians and well, yeah, the ones in the past? That was mentioned in episode one that there's a lot of different powers vying for control of Hell's Kitchen now that um, Fisk Kingpin is, is – yeah. Well, yeah, Fisk was, is taken out. So that's kind of – that's that's interesting to see. I, I'm interested to see where – or rather how – Daredevil and Punisher get to the point of them working together. Right. And some of the things that you'll see in the next couple episodes, um, I'm not going to give anything away, but you do see them at odds right. a lot more. And I think episode two maybe or three is really interesting a look at the two characters. Mm-hmm. Um, do you see – I'm trying to remember now in the first episode. Do you see much of – do you see Punisher actually in the first one? Yeah. Okay. I have to say, so far, I once again, I'm not a huge um, Punisher fan, but I I like what they've done with the character in this. It okay. it makes sense. It, I think the casting was fantastic. I forget his name. Um, but the guy from Walking Dead that was yeah, Shane. the guy that was Shane. He he does a great job with it. Okay, he really does. From you know the first three episodes I've seen, um, and from what I've seen of reviews so far of the series that. They say the end, the like second half of this series, if you will, um, is where it really picks up. And I've been really interested in the first um, three episodes so far as is. Right. So that's pretty exciting, I think, to me. Um, I'm definitely more excited than for this than I was um, the first season. I was, ex- I did like the first season. I watched all of it, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess I wasn't drawn into the episodes as much. But now it feels more. At risk, I guess. I don't know. It it feels like it's on a bigger scale because right. Punisher seems like this known problem throughout where I guess season one was more Daredevil and Matt, obviously, I guess, one and the same. But you saw both sides of his personality really right. fighting against Fisk, knowing he was a bad guy where everyone else didn't. But this, I think, a lot of people are afraid of the Punisher – not that I think Punisher is going to be the main villain, obviously. But well, no. Because he's not a villain, really. The only people he's killed are bad people. Um, that's Yeah, that's his thing. Yeah, that's his thing. That's <laughs> uh, Introduction to the Punisher, he kills bad people. Um, and that's really the only reason Daredevil has a problem with him. Yeah. Because Daredevil's yeah. like, no, we shouldn't kill them. And then Punisher's like, but I have gun. Right. I'm going to use it. <laughs> and like I said, the I think it's, episode, it's either episode three or two. 
I think you'll really like. There's a lot of character development. Okay. Like, there's a moment with the two of them, and well, for most of the episode, actually, and I think they really do a good job of being like, this is where I stand, this is where you stand. There's a little bit of a respect there, but you can mm-hmm. tell that they're at odds with each other. And Electra's not introduced yet, right? No, no. I have nothing about Electra yet, so I'm assuming that's probably more near the end is where the— I would assume. I'd assume that's where the hand come in more, but— Yeah. But I, I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the same energy and— um, And I think the fight—well, we discussed that Jessica Jones had bad fight scenes, but— Daredevils were always— good i thought they were really good i yeah. loved the the one that was kind of their um claim to fame was the one continuous shot in the hallway yeah fight scene and that was like the second episode or something of daredevil and it was great and i think it's very the very similar um fighting so far this season as well right. it's well done it's not cheesy like there were points parts points or parts i think i combined the word there um, of Jessica Jones. Jessica that Jones was had, cheesy. had some, yeah, really cheesy melodramatic lines, and it was I don't know, like I like Jessica Jones. Like, I did, I generally did. speaking, but yeah. there were parts of it that Daredevil definitely did. Yeah, better. and Daredevil I think has continued to shine in this season so far, from what I've seen. Okay, well that's good to hear. Yeah, you know it's not good to hear, Britain, that there was a Passion of Christ musical live on Pod. <laughs> Yes. Um, apparently, yesterday, they did a Passion of the Christ musical mm-hmm. live on Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, I know this is something we don't really typically talk about, but I just want to bring up how ridiculous these have gotten. You know, because these meaning live, the live, live TV musicals. Because yeah. it all started with Sound of Music, right? Which was terrible. Which was bad. Like you think, it, like if it didn't work well, like maybe don't. Yeah, but people Continue. people have been eating and then these Peter up Pan, for Peter some Pan reason. was was equally as bad, I think. And there was had, Peter Pan, which was had bad. Christopher Walken dropping all of his lines, right, and not singing, right, basically. And then you had they did Greece at one point. They right? did Greece. That was the most recent one. Greece was the most recent. Then there was the Wiz, which was right before. Oh, that. I forgot that happened. Yeah. Oh boy. Um. So it's just continuing on, and now it's spiraled to the point that it's. As I said, they did Passion of the Christ as a musical, first off, which is weird. Well, there, there is a musical version. Right. Yeah. And um, it's set in modern—it was set in modern times, I guess. I didn't watch. Yeah. I did not watch. Um, and it's just like, do we do we need these? Well, it's I almost guess. Easter, so yeah. Well, yeah, no, I understand what why they chose to do Passion of the Christ now, but it's—I guess it's one of those things of these— I respect what they're trying to do with the movie, the TV musicals. Right. You know, because that's showing respect to musical theater, which is a big thing, obviously. But I don't know. I, I think generally the quality of them have been pretty bad. Generally, yeah. It looks like it. they're they're all filmed with the same type of cameras. Right. They all have, like, the, the weird 60 frames per second that, like, just doesn't look right to right. see with your eyes. Right. Like, <laughs> there's that. There's... The fact that, well, and not the fact, but like the potential of dropped lines or dropped cues, mm-hmm. which on TV people will remember and be able to record, whereas in theater it's just like people people who are watching won't know, right? Basically, because right. either they're far away or there's other characters on the stage. Well, when it's kind when of... it's on TV, it's like you know, you notice, right. 
And it's kind of weird, too. As you said with Christopher Walken, it's it's so obvious. You know, yeah. he legitimately dropped his lines and didn't know what he was doing. And and then they sold it on DVD. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, it's you wouldn't buy, you know, if you went to Broadway and you saw a fan of the opera and not that Hook, I guess, is the same equivalent as the Phantom, but the Phantom, like, <laughs> legitimately didn't know his lines in several scenes. He wouldn't run yeah. out to the lobby and buy the DVD. <laughs> no, not really. So, I don't know. It's <laughs> it's just something I kind of wanted to bring up of, like, do we really need to go through, like, all of them? No, like, they're, they're going to do Phantom of the Opera next, obviously. Oh, well, I feel to. like they'll do Phantom at some point. They'll do Phantom. They'll and do I feel West Side like Story. They'll do West Side Story. I feel like they're going to get to the point where... Around like Halloween time, they'll try to do Rocky Horror. Like I don't think. Well, there is there is a fortieth yeah fortieth anniversary Rocky Horror coming right. out this year. So who knows? They might try to cash. It wasn't in. last year. It might have been last year. It might have been last year. But they I know might try I know, to cash in on that and do a live yeah. Rocky Horror. There is a, I know there is a live thing happening where it already happened or no. There's the TV version. There's oh, there's a TV remake coming out right I with um that. Victoria Justice I think yeah so I don't know it's just unnecessary I guess yeah. is my point no no it totally is and I can't wait for them to do a live action version of Honk Junior <laughs> Honk Junior there you coming go. to NBC Susical the musical oh live. if they do Les Mis though I'll be all about that. Yeah, I'd watch Les Mis. I mean, I, love I probably Mets. would watch the. I like Phantom of the Opera. I probably would watch it, but I would not expect much from it. Right. Unless they really, really got a top-notch cast. I would be watching Les Mis the whole time and be like, wow, that could have been better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Speaking of things that could be better. <laughs> that's, that's what I thought. <laughs> that was my thought right there. Do, do you oh, want me? Oh, yeah. I, can, I can do it. Go ahead. Um, so... Obviously, we're getting to the end of the TV's season. seasons um, now, so obviously that also ties into will seasons be coming back. Um, so ones that are potentially on the chopping block, these aren't 100% confirmed will not be back, um, but just three that I think kind of fit with our general discussions that we have on here are uh, The Muppets, which I was watching avidly last semester for this, and then I stopped, which I think shows why this is up. Uh, the Muppets, um, Agent Carter, which is the Marvel spinoff, right. obviously, um, and Elementary. I thought that was already canceled. Like, I thought so, too. I, I, thought I, that, I didn't know that was on TV that was. anymore. Um, all three of those shows um, potentially may be canceled. I think the Muppets have a high chance of being canceled. Right. Um, I think Agent Carter has a high chance, and Elementary was like 50-50 on whether it would come back or not. Like, that show's been going on a while. Yeah. Like, Which I, 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 I honestly thought it had ended already. I thought it was yeah. done, too. Um, so, I don't know. I, I'm I'm disappointed about the Muppets, not because the show was great. I just want— You liked having Muppets on television. I liked having so, Muppets yeah. on television, but I, I still think I stick by what I said when we I first started watching this season and then immediately jumped off, was— <laughs> I, I wanted it to be a reboot of The Muppet Show. Right. Where it was just, here are The Muppets. They've got a variety show for an hour, half an hour, whatever you want to do, probably half an hour. Um, and that's it. And you have your special guests, you know, whatever. I think they would have done better there. I don't know if they wouldn't, 
if they wouldn't still have been up for cancellation, you know, whatever. Right. But I, I think that would have lended better than this weird office ripoff type thing that they did that even resulted in them already trying to rework, rework the it. show yeah. halfway through. Um, I don't see the Muppets coming back, unfortunately. I, I don't. I of the three here, I would say the Muppets is probably least likely to come back. Right. Agent Carter, I don't know how much more they can do with that. I haven't watched any Agent Carter, but like, it's kind of a weird thing. It's like if um, Jane from Thor, what's her last name? Jane. Cat Dennings. Not Cat Dennings. Well, maybe Cat Dennings would be a better example because. No, but um, Natalie Portman's character. Oh. Jane Foster. Jane Foster. Jane God. Fonda. Jane Fonda. Um, it, it would be like if she got her own spinoff, I think, because it's – I mean, I guess Agent Carter has a lot more action because she's a secret agent and all right. that kind of stuff. But it's still kind of like a not entirely necessary plot that we need. Yeah. No, that's that's not wrong. Right. And elementary, as Britt and I said, I think just faded super hard because we didn't even. I thought it was done already. I already. Thought I mean, I know a lot of people who like it, and right. a lot of people who don't like it because they prefer Sherlock. Right. Yeah. But I mean, I, I don't mind it. It's just like I are. I thought it was gone. Like nothing against the show. Or... Right. No, I don't think it was a bad show. Um, interesting premise, I guess. But yeah. I don't know. And then, unfortunately, some <laughs> trash shows weren't canceled. <laughs> yeah, I specifically called these out, so I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Are, are we taking this stance? Are we taking this stance? That's fine. Um, Big Bang Theory, which if you haven't been able to tell, Britt and I aren't huge on, and definitely this season you can tell they're pulling every trope out of in the box, you know, in the book, every yeah. trope book that they can to keep the show afloat. Um, has been renewed. For another season, I think I Gotham is yeah. Gotham Go- is too. Gotham is um, Flash and our favorite, not favorite show, Supernatural, have all been renewed as well. So yeah, rejoice, I guess, if those are the uh, shows yeah. you like. Yeah. I mean, I-, I respected the idea of Gotham, but I think it got stale super quick. And then Flash, I just, I never, I didn't, I didn't. I didn't like like a Flash um, either, really. So, anyway, um, if those are shows you watch. Supernatural's in like season 12. Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) It's crazy still on, which is weird. Sam and Dean have been possessed by demons, killed. They've stopped the end of the world like eight times. They've stopped like 12 different apocalypses each season. It's like, how many times is, I mean, I, I don't watch the show enough to like accurately get a beat here but like how many times is lucifer gonna try and end the world like i'll I, like at least once more and probably at least once more and then they like I, I don't know they probably like killed death like pretty much anything supernatural you can think of they've probably done on that show it's mostly like possessions yeah there's a lot of possessions obviously yeah. and then every once in a while they'll step into something kind of unique I don't know. To me, Supernatural is just a show that's on on reruns on TNT in the morning, mm-hmm. and you like flip through to find something else on, and there's nothing really else on. So well, you there's turn so it many on episodes on it, and it's already syndicated, so it's like right. There's it's always on on something. Right. And so to me, you just kind of like turn it on in the morning while you're waiting for another show, and then you just like 
pay more attention to your phone. <laughs> <laughs> like I watched the first, I want to say two seasons of it, mm-hmm. and I just I don't know why I didn't need to watch the rest of it. Like there are interesting ideas and there's interesting characters, I guess, but it's just it's not. I don't have time for a twelve season show. Basically, is is the the end of it. Yes. The the big short. Of the it, big short. You will. Of it. So that's it for me. Unless you have something else that you want to talk about specifically right now, Logan. Uh, I don't think so. Not that I can think of. Great. Off the top of my dome. Well, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash IWTO podcast, as well as a SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash Edinburgh now. Our YouTube you can find by channel searching. It won't turn off. And we have shirts. And we're going to be streaming stuff at some point. Streaming, streaming. On Twitch. Yeah. Yeah. We're looking to do something else. Some more of that. Because we did Firewatch, as we mentioned. Yeah. And we're I want to do something for Dark Souls because I love Dark Souls. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, for sure. We could make some hideous creature abomination. Yeah, like I'll I'll play through it a bit first with like an actual character. Right. Yeah. Then, I don't want to ruin your like actual save. No, and then just make something super super yeah. ugly and terrible yeah. and terrifying. Yeah. Something that is bad to look at. Right. Like. I was gonna I was gonna make a dumb joke and be like like me when I don't get enough sleep. Wow, that was really good. Yeah. This is uh, why we pay Logan the big bucks. This this is why I'm told to go back to my cube. Um Aww. anyway. Um my Capri Sun's out and so am I. So Is that a euphemism? No, that was
Ah, technology. You can stream our station 24 hours a day from edinburghnow.com. Just look for the logo that looks a lot like 88.9 WFSE. Supporters of WFSE include the Edinburgh Hotel Bar, serving a variety of lunch and dinner items every day from their location at 100 Meadville Street in downtown Edinburgh. Information is at 814-734-5103 or online at edinburghhotelbar.com.